Welcome to the Website Coach Podcast, the podcast for entrepreneurs and small business owners that want a winning website, one that attracts more visitors and helps them book more clients. I'm Marie Brown, a website designer and business strategist, and I'll be sharing simple and actionable tips to help you create a winning website. So let's get started. Hello, welcome to the Website Coach Podcast. And this week, I'm thrilled to have a guest on. It's been a while since I've had a guest on the podcast. And this week, I have Jade Tinkler. Jade is an award-winning portrait photographer who specializes in helping women to be seen, celebrated, and empowered, particularly those over the age of 40. She helps women to realize that they are photogenic through creating beautiful portraits that they love and are proud of. Jade also helps female business owners and entrepreneurs to stand out from the crowd whilst looking and, of course, feeling confident with their brands through clean, contemporary and inspiring brand style photography. And I will tell you, Jade took my last set of branding photos, which are generally used in my social media and on my website, and they are amazing. And Jade really did get the best out of me because I must admit, I don't normally look like that. So welcome, Jade. Thank you. Hi, Marie. Thanks so much for having me today. <laughs> you are very welcome. So first of all, obviously, I've given you that introduction, but can you explain a little bit about what your business is and what you do? Yes, absolutely. So as you said, my business is Jade Tinkler Photography and well, I'm Jade. <laughs> um, I, I love helping women to realise how beautiful they actually are and how worthy they are of being photographed. I love helping them to feel empowered confident and basically just feel good about themselves because you know and, and to help them to realize it's okay to spend some time thinking about themselves rather than always having to put everyone else first I think we certainly do that as women and I know so many women who tell me I hate having my photograph taken and to be fair I'm in that camp as well <clears throat> exactly exactly and and it's it's an easy um it's an easy thing to drop. It's an easy, easy thing to put at the bottom of the list because, because a lot of people don't like having their photo taken or what they see as the result. And so it's, it's, I'm really passionate about helping people to be captured and to be celebrated through photography. Can you explain a little bit about how you got started with this? Is this something that you've always done or what did you do before? So I've been a professional photographer for around 10 years now. And as with a lot of photographers, I, it started out as a hobby and evolved into a business. And through that, I've got, um, I've got experience with all different type of, types of genres, from weddings to property photography. But I can safely say that my true passion lies in what I do now, which is empowering women. Brilliant. And can you explain a little bit about We'll, we'll come on to your 40 over 40 project um, a bit later, but I, I want to talk about branding photos because obviously a lot of people who listen to this podcast are uh, run their own businesses and I bang on a lot about the importance of branding photography. I think it makes a massive difference to being able to market your business. So can you explain what branding photography is, first of all? Absolutely. So the first thing I'd like to say, obviously, all types of photography have their place. So, for example, headshots are great when you just need one or two images for your About Me website page or for your social media profile. Portraits are normally a little more stylized and focused on you as a person. However, brand photography is 
It's all about capturing the essence of a person's or business's brand through their imagery. It's a comprehensive collection of images that work together and individually to tell the story of that brand from the client journey through to the person behind the brand. I think in my case, it tells the story of cake and coffee shops, actually. <laughs> That's a good story to tell. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, hopefully it's one that my, my, uh, my audience can, can identify with. And, and why, do we, why do we need it? So, so well, let's just kind of take a little step back here. For those that might be unsure of the meaning, personal branding is essentially the ongoing process of establishing an image or impression in the mind of others about an individual, a company, or a product that they're associated with. So consumers do business with people that they know, like, and trust. So having a personal brand and strong visuals that consistently represent that personal brand is crucial in attracting your ideal client. There's a quote here that I'd like to share with you from uh, Steve Forbes, Steve Forbes, that, um, that I love. And it says, your brand is the single most important investment you can make in your business. So good brand photographs will show you as an expert in your industry. They'll clearly and consistently show your brand values and your personality and will let your idol clients come to know, like and trust you. So you'll feel more confident. You'll look and feel more professional. You'll have a stronger and more effective online presence and you'll attract your idle clients because of this. I, I think that I think that's that's very true because we do buy from people, um, especially when we're dealing with people who with small businesses, that the person is very much their business. We don't we want to know what's behind that and we want to we want to realize that that person is i think the best thing you can do is have a smile actually <laughs> show that you are friendly and that you're approachable and that you will be easy to work with i think that's certainly certainly what i have found from my own both my own brand photography but also with clients that i've worked with and websites that i have built seeing how you know how different their websites look when they are when they have up to date brand photography uh, taken Exactly. And it's just forming those connections with your audience. And it's that it doesn't it doesn't suit all businesses because some aren't focused on the person behind the brand, but as the business as the brand. But you can still you can still tell the stories of that brand through the imagery as well without focusing on that person. So but as you said, for small smaller businesses, a lot of it is that building connections with that person. Yeah, absolutely. And even product-based businesses. I just received this morning, as I'm recording this, I, and I put on my Instagram stories, a package from a local skincare company. And obviously they could just use photographs of their products, and but they don't. They do share their owners as well and the process of making their products because, and that's really interesting um, in order to get behind that and understand it. So, and I mean, I love their products anyway, but it is another reason that I choose to buy from them because you feel that connection with them, which I don't necessarily with, a, say, a Lizelle or, or um, Estee Lauder or Clarins kind of product. You don't feel that same degree of connection. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, it's a great way of building business as a small business, as a small, small business owner. So yeah. Absolutely. And, I mean, I mentioned a couple of things, but um, how, how should people, you, you produce these lovely brands, photography portfolios for people and you probably think you know 
sometimes people don't use them enough. So where should we be using our brand photos when we get them back? Oh, a million dollar question. (laughs) Well, brand photography can be used anywhere. So you can, obviously your website is the perfect place to showcase your imagery. So all across social media, wherever you need it on social media, that can be used as well. It can be used in brochures, marketing materials. Uh, If you have exhibitions, it could be used in pop-up banners. It can be used in, um, oh, I I thought of somewhere and I completely forgot what I was going to (laughs) say. Well, I was going to say there is one, another um, place which I've used it recently, which is press. Um, If you're getting any PR, um, obviously in some cases, press will send their own photographer to take photos, but quite often if it's especially if they're working to a deadline, which most of them are. If you can supply your own professional photos, you've got a much better chance, not just of being in the article, but actually of being the big picture um, that features in the in the article. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, and a good brand photographer will provide you with a bank of images and a bank of varied images at that. So, so it's not just all of you staring, at, smiling at the camera. It's the the imagery, imagery that you're provided with should cover you. Um, so yes, they'll include headshots, but um, but they'll include you working in your brand. There'll be images of you working with your clients, working with your staff. You may have products uh, that will be photographed, and these could either be captured as a basic product image or as lifestyle shots where the product is being photographed in use. You may have personalised stock shots and flat layers for your brand which show your on-brand tools of the trade, products or anything else that links to your brand. And these are, although they're incidental shots, they offer huge value as they can be used across all your marketing from website to blog headers, social media posts, presentation, backing images, that kind of thing. And I must admit, as a website designer, um, obviously I'm a big fan of branding photos, but if you get back all of the shots and they're all of the same person's head looking into the camera, that's quite difficult to use them throughout the website. What you need is you need those filler images, but they're not just filler images in the way that stock photos are. Um, but I know things like, you know, my fingers on the keyboard, for example, is a, is a, a brand photo that was taken that actually I use lots and lots. That's a good job I had my nails done um, for that. Um, but it's a great image to use because you, you want things which bring across the warmth of your your business and your brand and your personality, but aren't all just your face, which is probably a good thing for those that actually don't like their photograph being taken as well. When they open their website, they're not just faced with their, with their own face. Exactly. And the nice thing is, is that they are all created by the same photographer or within the same session so they just got the same feel to them and they they work with each other to kind of create that um that consistent brand feel yeah absolutely and I know the first time I had a branding photo shoot I literally had no idea I just turned up I can't remember I think I'd probably been to the hairdressers and that was the extent of my preparation. I have learned since then. So (laughs) can you give us some tips for preparing for a branding photo shoot and making sure that that we as business owners get the most out of it? Absolutely. So so as you probably realise, 
by now brand photo shoots can be essentially whatever you need them to be. They're not a one size fits all kind of session. So for example, uh, if you're a swimming instructor, your brand shoot will look a lot different than that of an accountant. So your brand photographer should make this known to you and ask you lots of questions to make sure the session that they provide is suitable for you and your brand. If you're starting to think about having brand photography, it will really help to do some work on identifying your ideal client if you haven't done this already. So you know exactly who you're marketing to because you want your images to be targeted. Then have a think and write a list about all the different types of locations that you feel might suit you and your brand and personality. Your photographer will then be able to narrow those down with you and, and choose ones that really kind of complement each other. Then outfits. Your brand photo shoot should include a variety of outfit changes. So get thinking about how you want to be seen. And, you know, you don't want all your images to be of you in one outfit because that really limits how, how many times you can use those images. So then props will play a big part in your, um, in your session too. And these will very much depend on your business brand and personality, but I'd suggest starting to accumulate, accumulate items in your brand colors, whether it's like a pen, a notebook, phone cover or a mug, just small items that can be bought so that when you have a brand shoot, you're not then scrabbling around trying to find things. Yeah, absolutely. And certainly that was something I did. I think I was carrying a massive backpack around by the time I'd finished <laughs> with sort of books and, and, and various different props um, when we had our photo shoot because it's sometimes actually showing somebody, you know, it's a, it's a really cliched shot, but showing them drinking a cup of coffee and reading a relevant book that shows, that shows lots of different things. It, it, you don't need to say, I keep up with the latest trends. I'm always learning. I'm always trying to improve my knowledge so that I can help my client. A picture of you reading a relevant book will do that for you. Um, a picture of you clutching a cup of coffee shows that you are friendly and approachable. And somebody could imagine sitting down and having a chat over a coffee with you. Exactly. It's, those those props are, are hugely important. And certainly from my point of view, from websites, um, seeing little bits of brand colours in there is hugely important. It's, you know, somebody being head to toe in their brand colours, especially if it's a very, very vibrant colour. Sometimes <laughs> you can you can do one or two of those, but you don't want your whole page filled with, with, with that. But actually having them in, like you say, things like pens means that those colours can come out without it being completely in your face um, about it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Certainly with the with outfits, I would very much steer clear from having head to toe brand colours. But you need to consider your brand colours with your photo shoot and bringing in elements, whether it's a scarf or a pen or just or a bunch of flowers, even just sitting on, on your desk. It's just bringing, feeding in elements of those brand colours so that, so that it, it all ties in together and it, and it has that consistent on-brand feel to your collection of imagery. Definitely, definitely. And I appreciate that investing in brand photography is a is a, a large cost for a lot of businesses. And therefore, I certainly say that it's something you, you should do. But often for things like social media, you need to, you can't have 
brand photo shoots sufficiently regularly to have all of your photos that you're using all of the time yourself, for example, um, or, or, or your workspace, um, all taken by a professional photographer, you have to supplement that with photos that you take yourself. So what, and I know that you have started to move into the area, not just of taking photographs, but helping other people take their own photos. What are some tips that you can give us for taking our own photos? Ooh, so, <laughs> so I think very much, you know, when you're taking your own photos, consider lighting. Lighting is so important. You can have you can have any kind of imagery, but if it's not lit nicely, it's going to let let down the whole feel. It's not going to look professional. So make sure that you've got decent lighting. I know I've certainly I've certainly sorry, I've certainly found that just if I'm taking a photograph inside facing a window, not on a day like day, which is really great, but uh, but facing the window and having the phone in front of my face, as long as I'm not squinting, the difference, the light on my face, exactly. it being the other way around, is 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 enormous. Exactly. And before taking that picture, just have it on, have your phone on selfie mo- mode, and just walk around and see what the different light is doing on your face. And then once you've got something that is well lit, then you can. So you can use that location to then set up for more photographs. But a selfie stick, even something as simple as a selfie stick, you can get them on, on Amazon at the moment. And they come, they come as, um, or some of them come as tripods with uh, little kind of remote control buttons as well. So you can set that up so you don't have to be holding the phone to take your own selfies. Mm. So that's a great, a great addition to be able to take your own photos there yeah my arms aren't very long <laughs> when it comes to taking my own photos I might have to invest in a in a, in a stealthy stick and Absolutely. <laughs> and so we've talked about brand imagery but I want to talk a little bit now about you and 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 your business and how you've built it up and specifically I want to talk or ask you how you market your business and how you find clients and I am trying to think actually how I found you and I must admit I can't remember. I'm not sure whether whether we've ever had the conversation, whether you've asked me, but I can't remember how I found you. But if you can maybe give us um, some thoughts on how you do find clients. Yeah, absolutely. So my core marketing avenues are my website, social media, networking and emails. I use Instagram and love it because it's a visual platform and, and actually treat that as an extension of my portfolio for potential clients to see. Hmm. But, you know, I'm also on Facebook and LinkedIn, but primarily I find my new clients through word of mouth referrals and Google searches as well. The, um, and that's really actually increased since you have done my lovely website for me. And, um, and, you know, and obviously it's showing that my, my website is working for me, which is fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. I think it might well have been through one of the networking groups that we might have uh, that we might have first met. Yes. <laughs> Although, funny enough, we didn't actually meet face to face until you were taking my photos. Um, I know it's yes, yeah, the digital world at the moment, isn't it? <laughs> it's it's very uh, being being a parent of teens, in particular, it's very spooky as to how well you can really get to know somebody online without mm-hmm. ever meeting them in, in in real life. But that's a topic probably for another podcast <laughs> <Yes>. episode. <laughs> And um, 
I want to um, ask about a project which I know you've been running for the last, I don't know, I'm going to say, yeah, you can probably, you probably correct me on that, which is um, 40 over 40. So can you tell us a little bit about what that project is? Yeah, so I was at the moment, the um, the promotion that I'm running is called the 40 over 40 project. And I'm photographing and interviewing 40 women over the age of 40 to be included in a gallery style exhibition event, which will be held early next year. It's all about celebrating the beauty of ageing, of giving everyday women a safe space to reconnect with themselves, to provide an opportunity for them to be seen, heard and celebrated. So too many women over the age of 40 feel invisible. And I really want to change that. I want to help women on a journey to self-acceptance and empowerment whilst transforming the way women over 40 are viewed by the media and society. And it's just I mean, it's been a really lovely, lovely project to be working on. I'm so humbled and honoured by all the women that have chosen to participate so far. And they've shared their stories with me and trusted me to capture them at this glorious stage of their lives. And and it really is a glorious stage. People, there's society and uh, the media has a, a negative, um, a negative, uh, What's the word? Impression? Yeah. Yeah, of, um, of aging. So aging is, uh, is a kind of negative connotation, um, surrounding it. And actually it doesn't have to be a negative experience. And actually as women, as we get older, we do tend to fall into a more comfortable, more beautiful part of our lives. Yeah, I think I think that's right. There was a um something a few years ago which I took part in actually, um, which Hannah Martin at the Talented Ladies Club um did. She was I think I think it started because she was looking for some stock images of women over the age of forty. And she found, um, and I'm not surprised by this at all because I've had a similar experience, that um you you can find lots of photographs, stock images of younger women. But once you start to get you know, beyond the sort of young mothers or younger working women, you then suddenly there's nothing. And then suddenly you get sort of very elderly looking, grey haired women who look to me more grandmotherly. And I was saying grandmotherly. I mean, there are women, um, certainly my sort of age who are grandmothers, but what traditionally is what my grandmother looked like and women who certainly look like they are pensioners and probably more likely to be in their 70s and 80s. Yeah, and um, she ran a campaign, and she did a, um, a blog post on her website, which I took part in. Which is, this is what women over forty look like. <laughs> and you've got a whole load of women to send in photographs and bios <laughs> and say, you know, w- we don't look like those ones that thank you very much. You stock image people provide. This is what we actually look like, and and it's and it's you know to say it's not what what it is. So it's, it's a fantastic it. campaign that you're running to um to help women realise that they um. That they shouldn't be invisible at this time of our lives. Yeah, exactly. And representation is key, as you mentioned there. You know, stock imagery within um, the business world. Women, there's a, a kind of that age, kind of around forty to perhaps sixty, where they just aren't being featured, and it's really difficult to find stock imagery with women in those age, in that age bracket, and is that. Everyone kind of follows um, 
follows the stereotypical. So yeah. once once they want to photograph kind of older women, it's make sure the woman has grey hair, make sure she's looking elderly. And and it's there's no kind of middle ground. No, absolutely. I think the stock in, stock image companies have got a little bit better and they've got better with diversity as well. Yeah. Um, and I have found it slightly easier, but they're, they've got a long, long way to go. Certainly. Definitely. Definitely. There's actually, there's definitely some business opportunity there for somebody to produce a stock images of uh, entrepreneurial women in their 40s, 50s and 60s who do not look like uh, most of the ones from the stock image companies. Which <laughs> I do use stock images sometimes and they mm. drive me nuts when I see uh, things like that. I, use them, I tend to use them for my blogs actually um, because I do use quite a few. Um, now, I didn't mention actually in the introduction, I know you, you touched on it, but uh, it wasn't deliberate, that the fact that you're also a client that might have been how we found each other, actually. And so you might have found me, first of all. Um, but you're a, you're, a, you're a client. And I want to talk to you about uh, the process of your website, which is a couple of years old now, I'm guessing. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, how you decided that you needed a new website, first of all? So, as you say, it's, it's not uh, really new anymore, but I still love it just as much as it, I did when it was new. But um but basically, I, I'd always uh, created my own websites as you know, as a creative, but I'd reached the stage where they just weren't providing me with the flexibility or creativity that I needed anymore. And naturally, being in a visual field, I wanted my website to look beautiful, sleek and professional. And I also wanted to combine the two websites that I had at that time into one to make my business and client's journey a lot more streamlined. My self-made websites had got me so far, but I knew if I, want, if I was serious about taking my business to the next level, I needed to invest in a proper website created by a professional. So I actually found it quite tricky. Even though I'd done a, quite a lot of networking, I found it quite tricky to know where to find someone for this task. As, as with a lot of um, tasks when you need to find someone, my mind just went blank. Mm. <laughs> so as most people do, I initially asked Google. I spoke to a handful of web designers, and I'm not sure it's worth mentioning here that they were all guys, but they, <laughs> I mean, they, they seemed nice enough, but we didn't really click or have anything outstanding about any one of them in particular. But then I started using my head and remembered that you and I had previously met networking. And so I reached out to you and having had your initial consultation, at once I knew that you were the right person for the job. You really got what it was that I was trying to achieve. You weren't heavy on the tech jargon, which isn't me. <laughs> I don't think it's many people, actually. No, exactly. And, you know, you had a gorgeous selection of websites in your portfolio for me to look through. And the investment fit my budget as well. And it just it just felt right. I, I knew that, that we would work well together. So... So as I said before, you know, I absolutely love my websites that you created for me. It feels smart, professional, creative, and flexible for what I need it to do for me. So, um, you know, I'm, and, I'm now, sorry. I was going to say, and obviously, you know, you're a very creative and a very visually creative person. Mm-hmm. And just in terms of the process that we went through, because... You know, I remember very well, I didn't get it right first time. I remember sharing some <laughs> designs with you when you saying, actually, I don't really like any of them. 
Although what we ended up with was a combination of features from each of them. So yes. they weren't, they, they may not have looked right, but ultimately they weren't that necessarily that far off. And, and sometimes I think it can be more difficult working if you are somebody who is themselves effectively a designer, albeit that's, mm. I know that's not what you call yourself, but if you are um, creative and very visual, it can be very difficult to, to let go of that and to bring somebody else in because yes. there were certainly clients, some clients have said to me, um, you know, I was worried or I am worried that somebody else won't be able to get my vision for my business. So maybe can you just talk very briefly about that? Yeah. So, I mean, as you mentioned there, it was a big deal for me to let go of that and let go of that control. <laughs> so, um, and, and I know from previously working with creative creatives to try and do similar stuff. It's difficult. I found it difficult to kind of put in words necessarily how I want something to appear at the other end, which I, to be fair, I think most people probably do. So I found it really useful when having spoken to you through the consultation that you actually gave me three choices. You'd, you'd mocked up three examples, say, actually, how do these feel? for you and that really helped me to then say well actually I like that bit I like that bit I like that bit and that's how we then came with our kind of amalgamated web design from there and that yeah, was sometimes it's useful sometimes it's easier to say what you don't like <laughs> when yeah, you see it exactly. than what you do like <laughs> exactly and sometimes you don't know what you're going to like or you don't know what you're not going to like until you actually see it mm. so so just having that kind of option really helps and and actually, for me, giving up the control aspect wasn't as bad as I was expecting. <laughs> I, you know, I really trusted in what you were doing. And, and actually, as I, as I said before, I really loved what, what we came up with and what you came up with. So I'm 100% happy with, with my investments. It's the best investment that I could have made in my business um, working with you. So... Oh, that's lovely to hear. <laughs> to say, although it's hard to give up the vision, or not the vision, but sometimes the creative control, certainly what a lot of clients tell me is they're very glad to give up the tech, though. Yeah, <laughs> and having, absolutely. Having to navigate the tech, that's, that's usually the case. And can you just say how it's impacted um, on your business? Obviously, it's been a while since, since he made that investment, but what the impact has been on your business, because he did two things. It wasn't just the, the new website in terms of it being more professional, but also the fact that you did bring two separate websites together and put them in, into one, which is something I know a lot of people struggle with when they've got two slightly different clients and client bases. Yeah. So I, I mean, I was lucky that my, my two websites did have a running theme. So I, I managed to, before kind of bringing them together, I had to identify that, that one theme so that it didn't feel too, too much like two completely different websites coming together. So once I'd identified that, I was then able to make sense of it being one website with one kind of target, as it were. Um, but yeah, I mean, bringing that together has, has made it so much more clear from my point of view and from my client's point of view I've got one website for them to go to one brand and it's it's very cohesive the having the websites work for me in that way is that I actually feel really proud to share it to direct people there and and I'm really confident that it reflect, reflects me and my brand perfectly 
And as I mentioned earlier as well, it's the core of my marketing. I get, I get a lot of Google inquiries from it, which is great, which means my website is really working hard for me. And, and it's, it's doing for me what I need it to do, which is great. Oh, that's brilliant to hear. And, um, I've got some quick questions to finish off with, but before I do that, can you say to people, where they can find you, so your website address. I will put these links in the show notes anyway, but if you can if you can say to people where they can find you. Yes, absolutely. So my website is jadetinklerphotography.co.uk and most of my social links are Jade Tinkler Photography as well, um, with the exception of Jade Tinkler Branding on Instagram. That's just my separate um, brand photography. Link. Brilliant. And, your, and I think you mentioned, didn't you, that your social media are... Uh, Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. So they are the platforms that people can find you on. Um, That's right. On your yeah. website. Yeah. Brilliant. So final quick questions. So as a podcast host, I always think that if you're listening to this, you're probably, if you're like me, looking for other ideas of podcasts to listen to. So do you have any uh, other favorite podcasts uh, that you can recommend to people? Mm, well, I don't listen to as many podcasts as I would like to, because um, I'm often listening to audiobooks. But when I do, I, I do love listening to Happy Place with Fern Cotton. That's one of my favourites. And obviously yours for business as well. Thank you. <laughs> and, uh, and a favourite uh, business book as well. And obviously one that you listen to. It doesn't have to be one that's just in, uh, in paper form. So I really liked gets rich lucky bitch and and also chillpreneur both by denise stuffield thomas and i was i was almost put off by the titles but actually i and yes i did listen to them on audible and i really love listening to her kind of casual no nonsense down to earth viewpoint about business and life and actually it's not just about making money it's just making business and life work for you so yeah, highly recommend those. Brilliant. And um, finally, a tip, a business tip for anybody who's listening, whether they're starting out, uh, maybe something or you know something that you wished you'd known before. Um, I'd probably say like spend time with other people. So so many small business owners work on their own, and it can become really lonely and all encompassing. But actually you know, just making that effort to spend time with other people can make a world of difference. So obviously networking is an option, but it doesn't have to be big, scary groups that you have to stand up in front of and present to. You know, there are loads of smaller networking groups that are really welcoming as well. Also, co-working is a great alternative where you get to get work done alongside meeting new people. And that's, that's it's just a really nice way to have that social communication and social interaction. Brilliant. Well, thank you ever so much for your time today, Jade. It's been, it's been really helpful. And to, um, anybody who is thinking about it, definitely get branding photography taken. Um, highly recommend Jade. But if you're not local, then, uh, there are obviously lots around the UK who, who do great work as well. So, um, I would highly recommend that you have branding photography taken. Thanks, Jade. Thanks so much for having me, Marie. Thank you so much for listening all the way to the end. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to follow or subscribe so that you don't miss future episodes. And I'd really appreciate it if you could leave a five-star review. That makes a massive difference as to whether Apple shows my podcasts more widely. 
and head over to my website beyondthekitchentable.co.uk where you can find all the ways you can work with me whether you're just starting out looking to grow your business or scaling it and see you next week